Welcome to Supply Chain Now, the voice of global supply chain. Supply Chain Now focuses on the best in the business for our worldwide audience, the people, the technologies, the best practices, and today's critical issues, the challenges and opportunities. Stay tuned to hear from those making global business happen right here on Supply Chain Now. Hey, good morning, everybody. Scott Luton with you here on Supply Chain Now. Welcome to today's show. Hey, today we're talking with a repeat guest, one of our faves, and we're focused on leadership, especially leaders that are out there trailblazing new paths. So stay tuned for a wonderful conversation that I hope you'll enjoy as much as I do. So with no further ado, I want to welcome in our guest today, Crystal York, a business leader that also serves as a volunteer leader with the Nonprofit Association for Manufacturing Excellence. Crystal, how are you doing? I am doing well today, Scott. How are you? I'm wonderful. I tell you, it's been too long. Uh, I want to say you've made three or four or five appearances with us. And while we're not in person this time, we'll make that happen next time. But it's always uh, uh, invigorating to sit down and chat with you. Same here. I am so thank you for the opportunity and always fun to be here. It is. We have a lot, lot, lot of fun uh, together. Going back all the way to your first appearance at, at an AME event. Who knows? We may touch on that later. But for starters, though, Crystal, because mm-hmm. it's been a little while since we caught up last. Some of our listeners undoubtedly remember uh, some of your uh, previous interviews. But for the couple out there that may not, let's get to know you a little better. Where did you grow up, Crystal York? Um, so I had the privilege of growing up in the beautiful town of Thomaston, Georgia, uh, about 60 miles south of Atlanta, Georgia. Um, 10,000 residents, so small country town, a uh, proud uh, Upson Lee uh, Knight graduate. Okay. Um, actually, Upson Lee school system is where, where I really found my love for math, science, and innovation. So they gave me a really great foundation. Okay. All right. Uh, you know, I was not good at math, uh, Crystal. So uh, who knows? <laughs> you have to share some of that uh, intellect with me later on. But let's, um, so Thomason, Georgia, um, I, I th- I'm pretty sure I've been through there. What is, uh, you know, we love talking about food here at Supply Chain now. What is one food dish or restaurant uh, that growing up you look back and and it was inseparable from your childhood? Honestly, I would say inseparable inseparable from my childhood and my adulthood would be Big Chick. <laughs> Big Chick um, is one of my favorite restaurants. It has been in existence since before I was born. Okay. Um, they have their standard work down pat, Scott. I consistently get the best fried chicken in the world. I double down <laughs> on bets when I bring people to my hometown. It's the best fried chicken. I love it. Big chick. All right. So next time we get together, we'll do the interview in person and then we're eating that for lunch afterwards. Is that a deal? That's a deal. And I love how you you know you're you're a um you you love manufacturing and leadership because you you snuck in there standard work. Uh so 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 apropos. <laughs> For the rest of the stuff we're going to be talking about here today. Um, so speaking of manufacturing, so tell us level set. You know, many, plenty of folks will know uh, what AME is. In fact, one of our hosts here, Billy Ray Taylor, the dynamo that leads uh, the winning link. Uh, he's on the board with AME, as you know, our colleagues. Yes. Um, but for the handful of folks that may not know about the Nonprofit Association for Manufacturing Excellence, what is it all about? So AME is an organization um, since 1985. So they have been around for a very long time. Um, A vibrant community of over 4,000 professionals, uh, seniors, mid-level managers, 
individuals just getting started, maybe on possibly on their lane journey, but very they focus on people centric leadership, um, all things continuous improvement and mm. all things enterprise excellence. So AME's mission is to share, learn and grow best practices to really bridge those gaps that most industries are seeing. Love that. Uh, and it's such a big need, right, mm. uh, to do just that. And am I correct in stating that the core of the organization is the manufacturing industry, but there's folks from all sorts of industries that are involved in AME. Is that right? That is right. AME has involved, evolved outside of just manufacturing into healthcare. Um, into social impact, so supporting other nonprofits, utilizing those continuous improvement, enterprise excellence tools, um, mm. and just overall industry. Love it. Okay. Talking my language, continuous improvement, the journey, there's no finish line to the journey. No finish and line. I know we're kindred spirits in that regard. So is if, if that's not good enough, and if have Chris, having Crystal York back with us isn't good enough, you, you bring some really big news in this latest visit. So can I share it? Please. Okay. <laughs> so you, Crystal York, are the youngest and the first African-American leader to serve as Southeast Regional President for AME. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Wow. All right. So um, I'm going to ask you in a second what that means to you, but the, the role itself, the Southeast Regional President, which I think officially takes root uh, October 1st, uh, what does this uh, what does this leader do? So this leader has the opportunity to um, cast the vision for our entire Southeast region. Um, we have our board comprises of 25 uh, board members, um, ranging from uh, about, what, seven different states. Okay. Um, multiple industries. And like I said, it is vision casting. It is facilitating all of our board meetings and it's driving impact and awareness to AME. I love it. And making and, and really serving them, I'm, I'm sure, that seven state region, right? Uh, yes. Helping industry across, helping connections, helping networking, the driving impact. I love that, Crystal. Mm -hmm. um, so let's let's talk about this. Um, and I know you don't like talking about yourself, but hey, with news like this, we got to we, we gotta put the focus on Crystal York. Mm -hmm. What is this, you know, this... Um, you know, breaking these firsts, right? Trailblazing, being the pioneer that you are. What does this mean to you? Um, honestly, I am humbled that my peer uh, board members in the strongest, largest region, uh, the Southeast region, um, elected me um, to serve. But quite honestly, I'll say that it means responsibility. Mm. So when I go back to the mission of AME to share, learn, and grow um, the enterprise excellence, the continuous improvement tools, um, these are thought leaders in the industry. So how do I cast the vision for, I, for us to have bigger impact? How can everyone, every industry in the Southeast region know who AME is? That's one thing. And then the second would be the responsibility to bridge gaps. How can I create the opportunity to drive more diversity mm. within AME? Yep. Um, so along those lines, you're kind of sharing that really speaks to my next question. You know, some of the impact and some of the ways you want to put your stamp on the organization and industry. Anything else really stick out in terms of, you know, when you and I'm not sure how long is the term? How, how long will you be serving? 
two years. Okay. So whether it's one term or whether it's 10 terms, Mm -hmm. at the end of your time serving as Southeast Regional President, when you look back, Mm-hmm. Describe the you know any anything else related to the impact that you want to have made. Ooh, that's a good question. Um, I would definitely say my goal would be um, at the end of my term of those four thousand um, plus members that we have. I want our board leadership to to reflect that level of diversity. Mm. Um, where individuals feel comfortable joining AME, being their authentic self. And we're truly embracing um, the level of, I guess, different ideas, which drives higher collaboration, which drives better problem solving. Mm. So we're, again, we're supporting the industries in the Southeast. um, But I guess most of all, identifying that diverse talent, most of all young minds. Yeah. Um, AME has a great amount of very senior leaders. Um, But if we can engage the younger mind population, for me, I was able, um, starting in sixth grade, I did a STEM program every summer from sixth grade to 12th grade that allowed me to learn more about STEM um, learn about leadership and really get um, exposure to the different possibilities of how you can use the foundation of STEM to do to solve real world problems. Right. And we want to do the same thing in AME to our young minds and young leaders. I love that. And, and what I'm hearing you say, Crystal, is not only driving impact and creating opportunities for all within the AME ecosystem, I'll call it, but by extension, you're really doing the same thing across industry, right? AME becomes a vehicle to creating opportunities for all uh, and, and affording opportunities for all in, in leadership positions in industry and in professional development uh, positions, you know, helping, uh, as you said earlier, helping nonprofits and some of those other really important initiatives uh, become more effective and, and serve more. I mean, really, it's it's such a, a big ripple effect. So mm-hmm. uh, I'm excited I can tell you're excited. Uh, yes. You got it. But here's the deal, Crystal. We got to make this deal here. You got to give us the first post-presidency interview after your term's up, okay? okay that, we'll, that's a bit. <laughs> we'll have to go through your agent probably know that down by then. But um, <laughs> all right. So you just you just mentioned young people there. You know, there's so much work we've got to do to make sure they um, see the art of the possible for themselves and uh, find how they want to make their impact and drive the change in their journeys. So young people are going to see you creating this first or first plural, and you undoubtedly were going to be inspiring them to do big things. Kind of like that, that mantra we've heard and have seen time and time again, you know, see it to be it. Right. Right. So for any of our younger listeners or folks, maybe earlier in their journey that are listening to this, what message would you like to share with them? Oh, Wow. I would definitely say to our young listeners, um, I dare you to dream big. Don't limit yourself. Um, Part of being a first is knowing that um, it's going to require you to be uncomfortable. Mm. Um, It may look different than what your friends are doing. Um, As I shared before, I had a love for math and science and growing up, Hey, not all of my friends had a love for math and science, but taking that path got me closer to what my purpose is. So taking the path 
will get you closer to your purpose, even though it may look a little different, even though you may be the only person that may look like you in the room. Mm. But having the courage to stay on it gets you closer to your purpose. I love that. I love where you started with that. I dare you. I dare you. I challenge you. That's so that, you know, once you're you get out of that comfort zone because you accept the challenge, you know, that's where you you grow so much and you find so many opportunities. Um, So along these lines, yeah, I, w- I want to pose a, a a really important question. You know, if you were uh, consulting all of industry beyond even the seven states in the southeast regional, but if you really, you know, if you had the captive attention of of industry, you know, C level leaders, how can organizations enable more firsts like yours to happen more often? Ooh. I would say that you have to make a commitment to recognize first and to seek to develop individuals that are diverse. Um, And and it's a commitment because it's easily said than done, but with intentionality, again, we're bridging gaps. Mm. Um, Because with diversity, there are so many studies that have been done that says diversity drives higher collaboration, encourages better problem solving, and you're getting results. Yep. So with that being said, it's, it's with an organization making a commitment to really develop and to recognize those individuals. Deeds, not words. It's one phrase that comes to my mind, one of our favorite phrases around here. But also, you're talking about all the different studies have been done about the, the power and advantages of, of a more diverse workforce and leadership structure. Profitability yes. uh, has been shown to be impacted very positively. Um, so even if you don't want to do it for all the right reasons that you laid out there, hey, do it to drive profit, you know, j- yes. but, but just do it, right? I dare mm-hmm. you. Just do it. I dare you. <laughs> um, all right. So I want to, um, a lot of times in our interviews, we'll start up front of our interview and take a look back. Here, we kind of shared some of the current state news, exciting news, and mm-hmm. now I want to look back. So you were talking earlier about growing up in Thomaston, Georgia. Uh, home with a legendary big chick where we're going to have to eat sometime. Um, talk about on your own, you know, in those formative years or maybe recently, you know, what mentors or role models really inspired you to big, you know, who who dared you, right? And uh, to do big things and be a better leader. Um, for me, I would say leadership started at home. Um, I'm blessed to have parents that, hey, they dared me. They seen a light inside of me uh, with their love, with their support. It pretty much, I grew up to be a fearless woman and I'm grateful for them showing me what leadership looks like. So outside of taking the best care of me um, and, and, and getting me to and fro, they were leaders in their jobs. Um, my mom went on to not only uh, be a full-time mom, have a full-time job, she started a business leading a team. Okay. Um, my dad served 22 years um, in the military, leading his team. So mm. I was blessed to be able to see what does leadership look like and not just leadership, but servant leadership. Mm. And what are their names, your parents' names? So my mother, Rita Carthon Smith, and my dad, John Thomas York Jr., Mm, I bet they are extremely proud, and and I trust you've already shared the news with them, and you've had a chance to celebrate with your parents, right? Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> All right. Uh, so, a quick follow up question: When you think about 
uh, industry, right? Maybe some of those non-family mentors or friends or folks that push you on those toughest of days. Any names come to mind? Oh, man. It's tough to pick one, but if you had to it's, pick it's one. Tough. Um, I'm going to go back to my first job out of college. Um, I was working for um, Acuity Brands Lighting, and um, I was an assembly supervisor. Uh, they were just starting their lean journey. And my manager, uh, Mr. Danny Raphael. Hi, Danny. Um, Danny pushed me. Again, I was, what, 22 years old. I was leading almost, what, 50 to 75 people. Wow. You at 22. Say, at 22. At 22. And there were many of days, if I'm being totally honest, of just not understanding that respect for people, mm. again, yields results. Yeah. Hey, I was terrified to communicate, right? <laughs> and uh, most of the people were old enough to be my parents. But Danny pulled me in. And what he shared was, when you take care and listen to the people who are doing the work, that's when things get done. Mm. I love that. What great advice. We're going to have to interview Danny at some point. So, Danny, if you're listening, <laughs> big high five and thank you for playing a critical role. I mean, heck, look at what folks like Danny that invested in you, Crystal, you know, they're celebrating, I'm sure, right here with you as you go and do big things and move mountains. Um, so, along these lines, you know, you basically kind of were sharing some leadership lessons there, really. So, if you had to think of two or three traits that are truly extraordinary, uh, successful results getting leaders have, mm -hmm. what would be a couple of those, those must-have traits you think in your opinion? Um, I mentioned earlier um, servant leadership. So it's something about when you flip your theoretical top-down approach and you're, you're focusing on people first. Um, in my day-to-day -day job uh, at Ecolab, I have the opportunity of, I tell them, you have to walk it like you talk it. <laughs> of really listening, um, going to the gamble, listening, taking action, following up and showing respect. And, and, and this, again, it comes down to the power of collaboration. It ends in great results. Yep. Um, passion. I know it sounds super, super cliche, but as a leader, you have to have passion. Uh, for me, I have passion for AME because it has, I, I joined AME in two, 2018, um, the power of development and relationships that I've built. It, I mm. mean, their core value, one of the core values is just welcoming and engaging. And there was no one that really even looked like me during my first interaction with AME. And everyone was so welcoming, engaging in mm. the sharing of best practices. It filled me. It grew mm. me personally and professionally. Um, and then last but not least, I would say you have to be a problem solver. It's all about where do you want to go, casting that vision. And as a leader, um, really showing your team that I'm going to remove those barriers or get you the support and resources needed to achieve that mission. Love that. Uh, really love that. Go, I'm going back to pick up on something you said, because some of our listeners may have heard going to the Gemba before, and they may not have really understood what that means. Now, from where I sit, uh, you know, going to the Gemba can often mean, you know, going to the plant for going to the production line, meeting with the people that are creating the value. Mm -hmm. uh, would you agree with that definition or, or how would you make it your own? Um, 
I do agree with your definition, but if I had to add the crystal remix to it, I would say going to where the work is done and listening with respect. Ah, that's better. That's much better because mm-hmm. production is taking place throughout a proverbial plant or enterprise or you name it. Um, a lot of times I think of uh, that value on the production floor, but to your point, offices, uh, all, all sorts of sites, uh, yeah. values being created. And and I love your second part in the Crystal York remix of going to the Gimba <laughs> is listening with respect. We don't do that enough, do we? No, no. And and hey, the individuals who's adding value, whether it's healthcare, um, whether it's supporting a non, another nonprofit in their mission, they're the subject matter experts. And as leaders is saying, how can I provide support? How can I help you win? Mm. Absolutely right. I love that. And again, I love the expanding mission of AME, manufacturing, healthcare, and nonprofits, really greater industry. Uh, so exciting, exciting times coming up these next two years uh, as you serve in your role as Southeast Regional President. We're going to have to get some updates and yes. um, we look forward to kind of watching the impact unfold in front of our eyes. So back to Amy, speaking of Amy. The annual conference coming up. I think we were talking pre-show about one of our, or maybe on the beginning of this podcast, they're all they're all mixing a little bit, Crystal. <laughs> Billy Ray Taylor, right? Yes. Author of, I think I've got his book right here. Author of The Winning Link. The Winning right? Link, yes. Right. Uh, did you know that they've already moved into uh, a second printing? This book has been flying off the shelves. I was lucky <laughs> to get a, a few copies. Um, he's on the board of AME along with you and many, uh, uh, Mark Preston, one of my dear friends, mm. um, uh, active in AME and, and uh, rungs of leadership there. So this annual conference is coming up. I think you're speaking at it. Billy's speaking at it. A lot of great keynotes. What? Why should folks check out the annual conference and, and when is it and how can folks learn more? So the, our international conference will be held October 17th through the 20th in Dallas, Texas. Um, please check out ame.org for more information. Now, why you should come. I um, fell in love, literally, with, uh, I, well, my first interaction with, with AME was through an international conference. It okay. is the largest lean conference in the world. So all things continuous improvement, the largest. But more importantly than that, you're able to get a firsthand experience of the best of the best of operational excellence. So you'll have your eco labs there. You will have GE. You will have organizations that have truly invested in their people mm. and the time of sharing their journey. Um, and then you get to actually do tours. It's not every day someone lets you into their world. Uh, <laughs> true. Very true. And I learned, I actually learned the most from the tours and the networking is phenomenal. Like I said, AME is a network of share learning and growing. So you're going to walk away from, with a, from a personal development and professional development with things you can actually take back. Love that. How about the food, Crystal? Is the food pretty good? The food is always good. The food is <laughs> okay. always good. All right. So learning, networking, uh, t- plant tours, good food. I mean, why not attend? And 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 this year it is again in, is it in Dallas? It's in Dallas, Texas. Dallas, Texas. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, and those dates, one more time for folks. October 17th through the 20th. Okay, 17th through the 20th. Great. And we will include a link 
to that for more information. I think the overall link is what, ame.org, is that right? ame.org. Okay, so check that out, folks. We'll also uh, put a link to the conference in the uh, show notes so you're one click away from checking out and hopefully signing up for what uh, sounds like an outstanding conference. Um, Okay, Crystal, we've run the gamut here today. Uh, I can't tell you uh, on behalf of our entire Supply Chain Now team, congratulations. Well, well deserved. We're looking forward to seeing what you do in this new role and and making your impact and really serving so many others and helping them in their journeys, including organizations that are trying to find uh, how to solve problems old and new. So this is really exciting, Crystal. Thank you so much for the opportunity, Scott. Always a pleasure. And I'm going to hold you to eating at Big Chick and hey, doing let's, a recap. We're going to do it, no doubt. Hey, but I one last question. Mm-hmm. If folks want to connect with you, if they want to compare notes, if they want to get involved as a volunteer for AME or, or you name it, maybe they want to interview you. Um, how can folks connect with you, Crystal? You can always find me on LinkedIn. I am pretty active. Um, and otherwise, if you go to AME.org, you can also reach me there. It's just that easy. So y'all it's make sure you easy. connect with Crystal York. And soon enough, You'll have an agent, I'm sure, that you can go through to get her booked uh, for keynotes. Uh, But Crystal, this is exciting. Again, congratulations. Uh, I look forward to to having you back uh, down once uh, once again, kind of maybe putting our finger back on the pulse of all the change you're driving uh, for the great uh, organization at AME. So thank you, Crystal York. Thank you. Thank you, Scott. You bet. And to our listeners, I told y'all it was going to be great. I tell you, if Crystal York doesn't get your blood going and and especially her perspective and and the change that she wants or the impact she wants to uh, create on on greater industry, I tell you, you got to check your pulse. Um, so, but on behalf of our entire team here, Scott Luton, wishing all of our listeners nothing but the best, challenging you. Hey, remember, deeds, not words. It's challenging you to do good, to give forward and to be the change that's needed. Hey, be like Crystal York. And with that said, we'll see you next time right back here at Supply Chain Now. Thanks, everybody. Thanks for being a part of our Supply Chain Now community. Check out all of our programming at supplychainnow.com and make sure you subscribe to Supply Chain Now anywhere you listen to podcasts. And follow us on Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, and Instagram. See you next time on Supply Chain Now. Supply Chain Now.